What's going on, guys? Welcome in, as always, your host, Maddie A. And today I've got a great guest, Mr. Scott Olford, that we're welcoming to the show. Scott is, um, wow, uh, there's a lot I could say about Scott. He is somebody that I've been following for probably close to a decade now when it comes to online marketing, online sales. This guy I've seen go from zero to multiple eight figures in his net worth in how he has scaled his own marketing agency and businesses, the products and services that he's put out for different online entrepreneurs and business owners. It's probably, honestly, uh, the best, at least uh, very competitive uh, when it comes to the best online marketers and brand builders in the country. Scott has worked with some of the biggest names, biggest brands. He's done it for himself. He's done it for tens of thousands of students now. And he's one of these individuals that you can just tell he is so brilliant, so smart, uh, very cerebral. But at the same time, the dude is very tactical in how he executes. And today's episode was great to hear his perspective on his journey, how he has approached building businesses online and ultimately what it looks like today, where he thinks it's going in the future. We talked about really the mindset around building businesses online, making money online. We talked about the differences between seven and eight figure entrepreneurs and ultimately uh, some of the secret sauce to his formula and how he has gone out and not only done it for himself, but helped so many people do it. He's got a great book coming out um, here very soon. And he's got many other great books that you guys can check out. Also free videos, content resources all over the internet. So anything that he talks about in the show, we'll link up in the show notes for you guys. Be sure to check that out at millionermindcast.com on Scott's episode. And of course, as always, if you guys aren't subscribed, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Don't forget to leave a review. If you get any value from it, all I ask that you share it with a friend, a family member, somebody that you know can get some value from what is shared in today's episode. And of course, don't forget to check out all the great stuff we have available for you guys at the online Millionaire Mindcast store. That's shop.millionairemindcast.com. With that being said, I don't want to waste any more time. Let's dig into today's episode with Scott Olford. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like build and bigger pipeline with real customers leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this Deep Sales, and LinkedIn has built the first Deep Sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started. I'm excited to welcome you to the show, Scott Olford. How are we doing, brother? What is up? Excited to be here. Excited to talk on money. Yes. Money, mindset. mindset. Everybody's got, obviously, a kind of a different thing that drives them about it. People are different stages of, you know, where they're at with creating it, how they're leveraging it and utilizing it. Um, But I think we can all agree it's a very powerful tool that has... uh, when done properly, enhanced our lives uh, for the better, right? And I know yeah. not everybody historically feels like money can buy happiness or unlock better things in life, but seems to be getting challenged and changed a little bit more nowadays. I know you and I will talk a little bit about it, but before you share who you are and, and what you've done, yeah. I think I I came across one of your ads. This was maybe a decade ago now, because I, I was, you know, I've been investing in commercial real estate. Almost. Yeah, I've been investing in real estate for 
about 11, 12 years now. And I think it was maybe a couple years into my journey that I started seeing some of your stuff because I realized, you know, how many people weren't leveraging advertising, branding in the real estate world. And again, this was way back when. Um, and dude, you have just continued to blow up year over year every time I see your brand. And then I, as I see you, you continue to shrink because you uh, obviously went on this wellness journey and lost a ton of weight and started taking care of your health and doing all kinds of stuff. But your business is just continue to go insane. So it's been fun to watch and too excited to have you on the show today because I know a lot of people, you just can't ignore online ways of making money, building your business online. And this is one thing that I know you help uh, hundreds and thousands of people do, you know, uh, as your day to day. So with that being said, tell us a little bit more about who you are and how you guys started on your entrepreneurial journey. Yeah, I'll keep it real uh, chill because of course, anybody that can listen can just google scott oldford and get the whole um you can get the branded version the non-branded version everything all versions but i've uh, been an entrepreneur since i was a kid had a million dollar business by the time i was 16 like all first-time millionaires i lost it all because that's what you do when you have your first million um i did not blow it in vegas unfortunately um i instead i put it into i tried to figure out investing didn't do a great job um, and, uh, and so by the time I was 19, 20, I was a million dollars in red, in the red. Also the book that's coming up for me, million in the red that I'm about to launch, uh, maybe launch by the time that you're listening to this, give it a little Google. And, uh, since then, you know, I, I, I'm 32 now, so it's you're almost 33. So that's, uh, you know, a bit behind me, one third of my life behind me at this point. And, um, today I helped now over the last eight or nine years, help scale hundreds of businesses past seven figures, majority of them past multiple seven figures, dozens past eight. Uh, I'm an investor or part owner in about 70 companies at this point. And, uh, and of course on a day-to-day basis, I'm some days I'm mentoring people and they're paying me money one-on-one sometimes they're taking my group program. Sometimes people are just reading my book. Sometimes I'm investing money in the business to help it accelerate. Um, I live a wild life, at least a wild life for somebody that's like an investor. And like, you know, that from the outside, if you're not in the business, I probably look pretty boring, but uh, I feel like I'm living a wild life. (laughs) Um, And it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. So that's me. Um, and um, anything else, I'm sure you can find on the internet by a little Google search. Um, but that, that's that's me, my background, been an entrepreneur since I came out of the womb. And here we are, um, 33 years later. So what, what decided, like you were obviously, were you doing this for yourself first before you decided to take on and do it with clients? Or were you kind of learning alongside doing it for your clients so, as well? Like where, where yeah, was that beginning? I just want to... Yeah. So, um, my, I mean, before I like help somebody actually do it. So I sold it. My first business was selling eggs. So I literally made 20 grand when I was eight selling eggs. Uh, cause my parents had some land and then remember Palm pilots. Yeah. Um, do you remember Palm pilots? So I ran one of the largest websites to talk about Palm pilots in the world. I built it from scratch. Because uh, I was like the super geeky kid. So I learned how to program through that. I learned how to market through that. And then, you know, I had people that were like, hey, can you program for me? And then they were paying me money to do the programming for, you know, these different community forums. I helped build one of the largest poker communities in the world, one of the largest golf communities in the world, uh, one of the largest aquatic fish uh, um, websites and communities in the world. And so it was like, basically I was one of the, you know, the, the, the software that the, uh, these communities ran on, like nowadays it's mostly all Facebook groups, but right. back in the day before Facebook groups was the thing, it was like these online communities. And so I ended up having like 40 programmers and graphic designers that were like skinning these. And like, you could come to me and basically be like, I want this to look like this, or I want this to function this way. And we do it for you. And this was like back when, doing that wasn't as easy as it is today. Like programming stuff today is pretty easy versus 20 years ago or 20, I guess 20, almost 25 years ago. And, uh, and so that's where the money that's like, I didn't really know that I was making a lot of money. I was just like, well, you know, you're saying yes to this and this person's saying yes to this. And so, um, there was no like moment where I was like, oh, I'm running a business. It was just, 
oh, people want this and I can do it. So I'll keep doing it. And so then that kind of dovetailed into, okay, well, how do I, you know, build a larger community for these people? People would be like, hey, can you help me on the growing of it? I didn't know what I was doing. And, and I, you know, I was just kind of helping them and, you know, got into SEO and got into Google ads and got into like getting people there. Cause if we got people there, we could sell advertising and then we could sell memberships. And, you know, one of these communities, they have 45,000 people paying $27 a month to be part of the community. So these were like, they became real businesses at the beginning. It was just a passion, but it came, became a real business. Um, and then eventually, you know, when I was like 16, um, you know, there was like, someone was like, you should, you should, uh, you should apply for like top 20 under 20 in Canada. And, uh, and so I did and I won it. And cause of course I didn't like, to me, I was just doing my thing and I didn't really have a lot of friends growing up. So like, I didn't have this outside input of like, and my parents were just super supportive of whatever I did. I could be like, ah, today I went and like collected rocks and they'd be like, oh my God, that's the most amazing thing ever, Scott. <laughs> and I really appreciate that. They weren't like entrepreneurs or like trying to guide me in that direction. Um, and, and so, yeah, it was, it was really, it was a, it was a super, in hindsight, super interesting experience. And so then I like just blew up because everyone was like, oh my God, this whiz kid, prodigy kid, entrepreneur kid. Um, and which had its downsides. Cause then you start believing, you know, the thing about identity is you listen to what people tell you. Um, and that's bad when so many people are telling you you're amazing, but that's a, another part of the conversation I'm sure we could have. Um, and then, you know, I had, I had a couple of businesses I really believed in. I put money behind it. They, they weren't as easy as the first. Um, I got lucky for sure. Like that first, the first few businesses, I was like the right time, right place, right skills. But the problem with that, the problem with being at the right time in the right place, you think it's you versus not realizing that maybe it has more to do with just at the right time, in the right place. It's like crypto in 2021, right? Like mm -hmm. you could be a monkey and everything's going up. When everything goes up and to the right, you look great. Yeah. Right. And so you look great. And so, um, so yeah, so that was a, that was a tough time, you know, failing. I, I had lost everything I had and went a million dollars, over a million dollars in debt. Um, ended up having to ask my mom to remortgage her house. You know, her house was only worth 200 grand. So like, you know, we weren't like, I don't but you didn't file BK. You no, I never, never filed. Down, I've never filed. Down. Never filed. I've never filed, filed bankruptcy in my life. I've paid every single person I've ever owed money to. Still to this day, um, never met, never screwed anybody out uh, of a dollar, um, big bank or or a friend. Um, so I'm like the Lannisters from the from the from the uh, um, Game, of uh, Game of Thrones. There you go. Uh, Lannister always pays his debts. Um, so, so yeah, anyways, that's, that's that. And so then I ended up creating a marketing agency and because I ended up more into the marketing, I was fascinated with human behavior and psychology ever since I was a teenager, read hundreds of books. I was just fascinated with it because that's what people wanted. And it was like, oh, like I'll take care of your website and your Google ads and Facebook ads and everything else. And so I was doing that until like 2014, 2015. And obviously I'm condensing the road of being there. And then in 2015, I was like, you know, I just had a moment of what do I want to do with my life? Like, you know, I was out of debt enough to like, you know, I had a, a multi-million dollar business again after being a million dollars in debt. Um, I had enough cash flow to take care of the $25,000, $30,000 debt payments a month. Uh, and I was like, okay, like, what do I want to do? And I was like, I want to move and like, I'm just going to take some time and like figure out what I want to do. I didn't really know. And then somebody that, but at the time I was letting go clients that I didn't really want to have anymore in that dynamic. And uh, one of those clients, I liked him. I just didn't like his business. And I was, and he's like, well, can you teach me? Can you teach me this online marketing thing? I'm like, man, people who teach shit, they're, they're lawyers, you know, they're, they're just like, they're, they're losers. You know, the like people that teach that they, ah, you know, people that can't do teach, right? That was my mindset of the world, which is a pretty funny mindset versus where I am today. And, um, and so, you know, a couple of months, months went by and I was like, I tell you what, if I can get like 20 people, I'll do like a, I don't know, three months and I'll teach you everything I know on online marketing. And so at the time I was doing this little podcast for fun to like meet people mostly 
And I had a little Facebook group of like, I don't know, 800 people. I didn't have an email list or anything. Like, keep in mind, like, I was started online marketing. I didn't know who Frank Hearn was. I didn't know who any of like the top, like I wasn't a direct, most online marketers come from direct response. I didn't know shit about direct response. And uh, I just posted a Facebook post. And this was before like the algorithm was hard. Like you post something, it went to all 800 people. And I sold that $2,000 or sorry, $1,000 program 20 times in a day. And I was like, that's the easiest 20. I mean, I've made a lot more money doing other things, but me just showing up, telling people about what I know, and I make a 20 grand and it's taking me literally like four hours a week. Whoa, let's see what's going on here. So that was May of 2014 or uh, May of 2015. And that did half a million dollars in 2015. All thanks to John Lee Dumas, actually. A shout out to John Lee Dumas because I went on his show to talk about my debt story. And then I was like, hey, anybody that wants to get on a 15-minute phone call with me? And like 300 people signed up. Nice. And and then I was just selling. And I wasn't trying to sell the phone. People were just like, what do you got? For, like, how can I pay you money? And I was like, well, I got this thing. And then it did $3 million the next year. And then the rest is history. And it was sort of this, you know, I had the intellect in my brain and it was just, okay, wow, people actually want this and care about this and uh, enjoy this. Um, and then it's been just a wild ride, you know, ever since then, um, doing that in various different ways and kind of evolving and morphing as time, you know, gone, gone, gone along. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's kind of how it, that's, that's very much how it happened. Um, that, that was kind of like your um, your core tree trunk of your, your business, right? But then obviously so many branches came off of so that. Many things. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think, I think, I think it, it was, it was this element of like, I think one thing that drove me for a long time up until this year um, is I always looked at like being an internet marketer in a way as being bad, like being an online entrepreneur is being bad in some way. And I don't know where that mindset came from. Probably like, I don't know, it's probably something someone said to me some point yeah. when I was younger or whatever. And, 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 and so for like a long time, it was like, wow, I'm like really good at this online marketing thing, but I don't want to be one. And, and it, you know, so it's really fascinating now to have that in hindsight and be like, ah, I don't really care if, you know, I, yeah, I am an internet marketer and I'm really good at it. And I help people make a lot of money and I'm really good at it. And that's who I am. And for, so, so it's been a really interesting journey because like there was never one day where I woke up, I was like, I want to be like, some people really do like they're, they want to be an internet marketer. And I'm like, that's so good for you. That's great. I like woke up every day and I was like, whatever this thing is, I want it to be a little different. And so it's been a you know fascinating journey for, I guess, eight years trying to deny what I'm good at. Um, but there's some good lessons, good lessons inside of that, which is, you know, sometimes you end up where you end up, not because you're intentional about it, but it's because you're where you're supposed to be. Mm. Such a good point. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of people really wrap themselves up in their identity and that identity and whatever yeah. that programming is either dictates maybe what path they do or don't go down. And which is interesting because your identity was at least what you thought one thing, but it was really a rub against, you know, what you yeah. were doing on a, on a daily basis. Like how do you, or what was your process, I guess, in hindsight, maybe, you know, what you could share for yeah. how you moved through those limiting beliefs of like creating a real legitimate business and finding a way to get congruency with your identity and, do you think it would have went bigger? It's so fucking so it's, it's so aligned? it's so fucking hard. Um, to the answer, if I was aligned, absolutely. Um, you know, like here's the thing, which is so, so the problem is like bigger, faster is is or, or the kind of issue with that is generally the reason why people say that money doesn't make you happy is because at first it makes you depressed. Like money will, once you hit whatever thing that you want to hit, it will make you depressed. Um, and and I see this with everyone I've ever mentored and everyone that has ever gotten to, you know, being a millionaire. Um, like I remember, I remember like after going into debt um, and it was the first time I was a cash millionaire. 
You know what I mean? Like I lost cash flow. Like there's a difference between having a million dollars when you open right. a bank account versus a million dollars in cash flow. And the difference is massive. Yep. Um, and nobody realizes how much goes into actually having a million dollars that is your own money that's not Liquid. taxed. Right. Yes. Liquid million dollars. So I remember the first time, like 2018 was the first time I had a million dollars of liquid that was mine. And and before that, you know, I had different things that had cash flow and everything else, but that was the first time. And, and I remember as well, that same year was also the same year that I had a million dollar month. And, and that was also the same year that if you, that trajectory, I had a $10 million business. So like I had three pretty big things happen in 2018. Uh, and then I also remember, or sorry, 2018 into 2019, I should say. And then, you know, in 2017, like after having a $3 million year and then a $7 million year, like I was depressed, man. I was like, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was almost as depressed as I was at my bottom. Mm. And like every day I would just, when I was at my bottom every day, I would smoke weed every day and just, um, and nothing wrong with smoking weed, but there's a difference with like waking up at 7am and smoking weed, you know what I mean? Like, like, and, and just being suppressing your reality that much. And I drink like not again, not socially. It's just like, you know, vodka, just, you know, I'm like, this might be a problem. Mm-hmm. And so then in 2017, it was, it was a different set of circumstances. Like I was in an open relationship and I was in like, my, my life was again, none of these things by themselves are bad, but they were not good for me. They weren't aligned for me. So I, yeah. I never want to judge anybody's life's choices because they are your choices. And I have zero judgment of anyone's journey. Um, but like every night I'd eat like a pizza and then smoke weed and play video games until 2 AM. And then I would like eat a full thing of Ben and Jerry's and I have more money than I ever had, but it was like, now I had the time for the first time in my life to like sit and be like, well, I'm not like happy. Like I'm not, I don't know why I'm on the planet. Like I don't, I don't, um, like, like it, it was a really difficult time. It was a super, and, and it's, it's not something you get until you actually have money. Cause you're like, when you don't have money, you're like, when I have money, all my problems go away. And that's not true. Your problems get different. And, 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 you know, I have some friends and like that we, when we talk, we talk like if you recorded the conversation, we sound like dicks, like absolute assholes about the problems we have. Like there's rich problems, but there's still problems. And so, so I went through this spiritual journey and I did a bunch of psychedelics and I had like a, you know, like this kind of spiritual awakening during this time, like this time of like, oh, you know, like just finding myself, I guess, more than anything else. I don't even know if spiritual awakening is the right word for it. And, and, and that's where like, now I was like, okay, what do I want in my life to be happy? And it wasn't more money necessarily. It was like, how much time do I want to spend working? How much time do I want to spend going on a drive in my car? How much time do I want to spend trapped? Like, what do I want of my life? And and let me let go of like, oh, I want a, the coolest business. Or I want the fastest growing business. Or I want more, 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 more. Uh, and that's been a journey to go through that. And I don't even know actually where this, I can't, don't even remember your original question, but what I will tell you, oh yeah, identity. What I will tell you is, um, money by itself doesn't make you happy. It gives you the time and space to be happy. And I think that there's a huge difference in that because you said that at the beginning. And so money by itself doesn't buy you happiness, but it gives you the space and time to be able to get to a point where you can actually achieve true happiness. And if you enjoy the journey of being wherever you go, you are happier a lot faster because the destination is always depressing. And then when it comes to the actual identity, I, 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 I think that your business will shift and your interests will shift with, if you're a true entrepreneur, and there's a difference between an entrepreneur and a business owner, a business owner is, is a lot, yeah, a lot different than entrepreneurs, like creative innovator, a business owner, like looks at like sheets and is like, this is what we're going to do. An entrepreneur is like, we're going to fuck some shit up today. Hopefully I can swear on here. Oh, yeah. And and so an an entrepreneur and business owner are two very different people, and it's really hard for a business owner to be entrepreneurial. It's very hard for an entrepreneur to be a business owner. So two totally different ways of managing a business. An entrepreneur can grow a business five hundred percent. A business owner grows a business by thirty percent. Right, that's the difference. Um, and 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 so identity is going to change because generally speaking, you an entrepreneur can master anything in three years. And as soon as you've mastered something, 
the the you have to start over again. And when you start over again, it means a lot of the time your business isn't in alignment, your business isn't necessarily what you want. And so that's why I'm always like, you know, in hindsight, I wish I built my businesses to sell them because an entrepreneur should master something, build it, and then either give it to somebody else to be able to run and uh, give equity to somebody to be able to actually operate it and run it and actually build it or like sell it. But most people, unfortunately, like they are like, oh, I shouldn't sell it or I shouldn't give it away or or like I shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't. Or they just blow up like I, like I did multiple times now. They just blow up the whole thing and start over because they're like, well, whatever. Once you realize how to make gold, why bring the, the, the gold you know, maker? Or, you know, once you understand how to print money, you can print money anytime you want. So anyways, that's a long, 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 long way of answering the question. Um, and I don't even know if I did, but I think those are a couple of things that I, anybody when it comes to money should, and mindset should really, really know. Um, identity, you just got to really control what you listen to and what you hear. And and especially as as you become successful, stop listening to people tell you that you're successful. Um. And stop and don't listen to the people that say any shit. Like it's like you really gotta be the own creator of their your thoughts. Because if you listen to too many people tell you how good you are, you will fail really, really like in a big way. Yeah. Because 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 it's not true. It's like you, you're you're only you're you're you only um you're only successful for moments in your life. And if we're talking about money. Right, you you have good years, you have bad years. If you if you don't define your success by something else, then you you will always be on this roller coaster of like up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah, um, which is not very fun. How um, you you mentioned this, which I thought was interesting, which was people telling you you're awesome all the time, or right? Let's say you hit a certain tier of success, and I remember one of my first mentors always told me is never read your own you know press clippings, right? Of like no matter what, how yep. awesome they say you are or how many commas and zeros yep. you have in your bank account, like the the journey of life is consistently growing through it and you'll have great seasons and, yep. you know, find a way to 2.0 your, your mindset or your network or your bank account, right? But it's like this constant, yep. you know, book of chapters that ultimately are for us to metamorphosize into something bigger, better, smarter, wiser, more present, yep. whatever it is that people are working towards. How did you balance that narrative of like, you're the whiz kid, 20 under 20, you know, seven figure business, eight figure business, but also in that same process, find humility and gaps and where you found a way to consistently sharpen your own acts and evolve your mindset. Like, what did that look like for you based on, you know, growing a, a successful business in life? Well, I mean, I didn't do a great job of it when I was a teenager um, at all, which is why I ended up a million dollars in debt and losing everything. Um, because I, 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 because I thought I was a lot better than I was. Um, and some days I definitely like, you know, it's been a really interesting journey in the last, you know, four years because, you know, I'm spending a lot more time investing in businesses. Um, and I, I suck at that, um, to be honest. Yeah, versus, you know, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not good at many things. I'm like good at a couple of things. Like I can, I can, if you got an online business, you want to scale it like to 5 million, I'm your guy. Like there's no one better than me. I, I'm like, I just, and I'm not even saying that from a kind like I just, that is the truth. Everything else I suck at. Um, and, and I, and I'll be the first person to tell you that. And, and I'm trying to get better at it, but getting better at something takes time. So the, the, the issue becomes is, you know, First, when I was in the investor journey, beyond dabbling, because I dabbled earlier, but like in 2019, I was like, okay, um, I'm ready to get rich um, just because I know I can. And what did that two, mean to you at that time? I want to. 20, 50, um, Was it a net worth number? Was it a cash flow number? Was it a business valuation no, number? No, I don't, I don't actually have, I don't actually have a number. Um, I just, I'm just like, I just, I, and it's not even about more. It's just like, I'm too young to like just chill out and not like I'm really I see myself as someone that's really brilliant at being able to take strategy and 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 know what it takes to be successful and for a business to be successful. And like, you know, there's some shit I want to do in the world. Like, you know, I'm I'm really I'm really in organic farming and only 0.4% of farmland in America is organic and you know, there's like just stuff that I know that 
like, I want to change the education system because, you know, I was a special needs class until grade 11. I got out of special needs class and had a million dollar business all the same year. Like that's how messed <laughs> up my, the education system was. Yeah, it's ironic. And so, and so, um, so there's things that you just need money for. Yep. And, and so it's, it's not really like, I don't have a number where like, oh, I can retire when X, like, I, I, I don't care. I make money at any time. If I die, I, you know, my family has plenty. Um, and, and for generations. And so, and if I wanted to retire today, no, I couldn't do, you know, I couldn't, I might have to change my lifestyle slightly, but like, I'm good. Yeah. Um, but, but it was, honestly, it was less about money. It was like, I want a new adventure. It's probably the better way to be able to put it. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's been really, I mean, honestly, not easy because I'm taking something I'm really good at and I'm now going to something I'm not really good at. And I'm honestly a dumbass at, and, and, and so, so that's been a really humbling experience because it doesn't transfer. It doesn't transfer super well, if I'm honest, like being an entrepreneur, being an investor, so different, very different. One is like you're maxed to the dopamine and serotonin. The other one's like, wow, this is really boring. But yeah, like my, I'm going, I'm literally going to cry myself to sleep because this is so boring. And, and that's really been difficult. The, the, the difference for me has like, that's been mentally difficult. Um, and, and, and just even like in, in, um, investment cycles, like how long it takes to actually, you know, so used to, Oh, we can make a million dollars next month to, I can't do that. Like, I can't like cash flow wise. I'm like, Oh, like, you know, and, and just figuring out liquidity, you know, last four years, I've never felt more broke while being more rich than my, like my, my net worth right now is the highest it's ever been. I feel the brokest I've ever been. Um, and, and so that's been, that's been fascinating, you know, and, and, and so, yeah, so it's been a lot of, it's been a lot of interesting things kind of transferring that over. Um, but really making sure you pay attention to when people actually give you like criticism or really actually like, I listen far more about when somebody that I value and respect gives me like actual good feedback yep. and making sure you have some of those people in your life. Because once you get a certain level of success, people like, people don't see you. People see a version of your identity that got created by themselves. And in their mind, if like, let's say you're wealthier than somebody it, it, and they have a particular image of what that means to them, they're projecting that filter onto you, good or bad. Yeah, right. And and so and so that makes it so that they're they don't even know they're not being truthful. This is this is how you treat a billionaire. This is how you treat a millionaire. This is how you treat a homeless person. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Our sponsor today is Uplift Desk. Creators are the best office furniture designed to help you work better and live healthier. You can visit upliftdesk.com and use the code MINDCAST for 5% off your order. And if you sit all day long while you're at work and you've never tried a desk that can transition between sitting and standing, you got to. It'll be a complete game changer. My standing desk is by Uplift Desk. It's what I use every day to record the show, prepare the show, do all my office work. And I got to say, the transition from sitting all day to standing while I work at various times throughout the day has really made a noticeable difference for me. When I'm standing, I notice I'm way more focused and productive. I'm way more alert. And I even have a little standing treadmill under my desk now, which allows me to get some extra steps in while still plugging away on calls and getting work done. Keeps the blood flowing throughout the day, which obviously can reduce all types of different health risks and repetitive strain. And I've noticed that my posture has drastically improved since switching to an uplift desk as well because I'm not hunched over the computer all day. And while there's a lot of options out there for you to choose from, the reason I chose uplift desk is because of the quality. It doesn't wobble, it's completely stable, it's built to last, you can definitely tell based on the materials they use and they are customizable too, which is really cool. They let you build your custom dream desk by choosing over a hundred desktop choices and hundreds of accessories that you can build into the desk for your own perfect workspace. And you can do that by using the really fun to use desk configurator. And once you have your desk all designed and picked out, you order it, they ship it the same day, you get free shipping, they do free returns 
with free return shipping if something goes wrong. And the best part is they have an industry leading 15 year warranty that covers the complete desk, which was a really big deal for me. It shows that they stand behind their product for at least 15 years. So to get yours, go to upliftdesk.com and use the code MINDCAST for 5% off your order. That's U-P-L-I-F-T desk.com to get 5% off your entire order with the promo code MINDCAST. Okay. And those are just, that's just running in the background of every single person's, you know, mind, unless you're being conscious about it. And so, so it's really kind of hard to get people that are actually like honest with you, the more successful you are. And then of course, at the beginning, you got more people tearing you down because you got the lobster pot effect. And, 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 you know, people want you to like be successful to a degree. And then there's like this degree beyond like the success. And at that point, your friends become not your friends and people are kind of like, oh, like, who are you to, you know, do this or that or whatever. So it's really good. Like, it's, it's good to be like, okay, who am I going to listen to? Like, I just had a call with one of my best friends and he called me on some shit. And I'm like, yeah, man, you're right on that. And like, for him, I'm like, I'm going to listen to you. Yeah, but I'm not going to listen to most other people in my life because I don't respect that person. You're not so taking you gotta, like um, the comments thread of one of your ads, right? Definitely not taking the advice on the comments thread at all. You know that would be, or or even you know like even taking customer advice. Um, I'll, I'll only take customer advice from somebody I'm sitting in a room with, looking at them in the eyes, mm-hmm. because we got too many keyboard warriors, no doubt. Um, and, and if it's important enough to tell me in the eyes, it's important enough for me to listen to. Yeah. That makes um, sense. you know, so, so yeah. So I think, I think that that's, um, maybe that, hopefully that answered that Sorry, I keep going on tangents, but that's, that is what I do. I am a little long winded. My yeah, wife does fine. tell me I'm long winded. No, trust me. We will find a way to you back in if we need to. I think what, what came up for me too was. And I'm curious in in your journey, I'm always looking at based on kind of what stage or tier season of life I'm in, you know, in my business. And I can relate to what you said on many facets. You know, when I sold a couple of my hotels and I was sitting on more cash than I'd ever had in my life, I also felt like an identity crisis and a little bit lost. And it was this... um, really this this re-evolution of my own identity and where does the value come from and all of that, right? Yeah. So money yeah. is not something that solves all of those problems for you infinitely. That being said, I'm always looking at finding a new high ROI skill set based on the board game, metaphorically, that I'm playing at that season. Yep. I'm curious, yep. what have been some of your highest ROI skill sets that you've built or, or, you know, kind of mastered over some of the different seasons or board games, metaphorically, you've been playing in your journey of business and entrepreneurship and maybe scaling to that seven to eight figure. And even just maybe where you're at in your own life right now of having the highest net worth, building a big dream house, you know, you got an amazing family, you got great business. Like, what are some of the things that have really paid dividend for you and high ROI when it comes to building skills and really trying to elevate your yourself yep. throughout this journey? I think oh, there's a few things. I think the first thing is, um, you know, for a long time, I didn't want to do one-on-one work, like people paying me for one-on-one. Yeah. And then I realized that that's dumb because there's nothing I can make as much money with 100% profit margin. Um, you know, people pay me anywhere from 100 grand to half a million to work with me for a year, okay? Yeah. So like in a regular business, you would have to make about $3 million to make the same amount of money that I make just hanging out with someone. Um, So I had to accept that about three years ago. And after that, I was like, okay, I help people one-on-one and they want to pay me. And you know what? When they pay me, they end up showing up in a totally different way. And and my best business partnerships and my best investment deals happen with the people that come and work with me in that way. So that's been one totally financed, like you said, the, the building of my, um, of our, my, my wife's dream home, um, which has not been cheap. Um, so literally by helping people one-on-one. Crazy. Um, so that's been, that's like an interesting one. It's like not a lot of times we have, we demonize things that work, or at least I do. Um, yeah. I think no, in general, same. you know, we demonize the thing that works. And so, you know, like in, 
in 2020, I made $4.6 million in profit one-on-one. Wow. That's wild. That'd be stupid to but demonize stop. that. Stupid to demonize that. You know, I, I built my, I, I, we, we bought our last dream house almost all in cash from my one-on-one work that year. How would you not, how is that not, you know, and, and then, you know, it was, so it was, so it's really dumb that there's a lot of things I've demonized. And I'm like, man, I probably shouldn't demonize that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one thing I think. I think spending time not making money makes you a lot more money. Mm, what do so you like mean enjoying life. Like, like I'm just, you know, I never learned how to play chess. So I'm like learning how to play chess right now. I want to, you know, learn how to play the ukulele. So I'm learning how to play the ukulele. Um, and I always joke with my wife, every time I go and drive, you know, in my car and I love driving my McLaren, like I make a hundred grand every time I go for a drive. I don't even understand how it works. It's just like every time I go for a drive, like I come back and like someone wired me money for something. Um, and so there's an element where it's like, if we're like too obsessed about say making money or too obsessed about something, like if we're desiring something too much, Mm -hmm. we create resistance. And so a lot of times, if you want something, it's like, okay, I want it, accept that you want it. Cool. I want it. Drop it and like go on and like, instead of working 12 hours, work seven and enjoy doing something for three. Yep. And, and, and I wish that someone would have told, I wish I could have accepted that when I was like, okay, if I work 16 hours, I'll make more money. Well, in reality, I, I could have worked six. I could have went and like, it went and enjoyed my life. And so, but but we have so much guilt around like, okay, well, like I'll be able to do it once I get X, I guarantee you, you will create a new goal and it'll just repeat itself over and over and over again. And and so that's like going and enjoying your life. Like we're we're moving to the Midwest and like I'm going to have a dune buggy. I'm going to have like a, a, a Sea-Doo. I'm going to get myself a Cybertruck. We've got, um, you know, our best, we're going to live on the same street as our best friends with 160 nice. acres of land. We're, we're like, we're going off grid. We're going to have like a, just a fun time. Just like get like living, like having a good life living. And, and the more you do that, the more fun you have, the more joy you have, the more play you have, like it is hard to show up and not make more money from that like level of consciousness. Mm. And I think, I don't think a lot of people get that. Like you make, you don't make money. A lot of times you don't make money in front of the computer screen. You make money just like going for a walk and just thinking. Um, and, and so, so I think that that's, I I just think that that's such an important element or important, like high leverage skill. And then connected to that, the third, I guess, last thing connected to your question, I think is really important. It's just giving time for things to work. Yeah. Like a lot of the time, if I look back, if I just gave time instead of more effort, if I just did something and like, let it sit, it would have been way more successful. Mm. versus like trying to will it up the mountain. And so like now, like I have all these different businesses that I'm in and my my philosophy now, in my life, my philosophy is that if it doesn't fall on my lap, if it's not effortless, and if it's just like, of course I would do that, I don't do it. Mm. And so so like there's no like, nothing I do is in the consciousness of let me will that, will the way. I'm just like, ah, if it's supposed to happen, it'll happen. I surrender to the fact that it's going to happen. And I got to tell you, I made a lot more money since doing that. And I've had a lot more happiness and a lot more fun and a lot more chill. And anytime I deviate away from that, nothing works. Hmm. It's just like, it's just like, it's an attractor field for chaos. Yep. Um, And so, and like, I look at like, you know, I even just like, I launched a membership in 2016 and I shut it down in 2017. I'm like, if I had a membership from 2016 until now, I'd probably have 10,000 people in that today. If I like just let it go, you know, if I just kept showing up because it wasn't, it it wasn't dopamine rich enough for me. I mean, being honest. Yeah, no, I I appreciate that. Right. Because I think that's being being honest. It's like, if I'm getting a high off of this every day or every week or every month, it's like how many people cut themselves short. We all know the six feet from gold, right. Or six inches from gold. You know, it's so, it's so true. And, you know, I like, I resonate. I don't like labels, but I definitely resonate with the, you know, the, the, the symptoms of ADHD. 
And, you know, I, I had a chemical test done on like my brain of different brain chemicals. And so this was about three years ago. And there was no, my brain was not creating any dopamine. Mm. Okay. Which is, you know, my doctor was like, that's even retested. And was like, oh, like you are literally not creating dopamine in your brain. And, and I was like, oh, like, I wonder if like, I'm trying to get the high highs in business to like, you know, get that hit. Mm -hmm. Right. And, 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 you know, and, and that happens actually dopamine goes offline when you're too stressed in your life and you kind of didn't recover from it. So I took supplements. It's all back online doing its thing now, but, um, I've made a lot of my decisions in business, unfortunately, fortunately or unfortunately, I have no regrets, but, um, <laughs> you know, definitely because I was just trying to get that next hit. Definitely because it's like, oh, I love that oxytocin from community, or I love yeah. that dopamine from, you know, like th there's just nothing. I mean, even to this day, there's, uh, you know, I just actually cashed a million dollar check last week and I went, I got the check and I cashed it. It's empty afterwards, right? But in that moment, it's like winning the lottery. Mm -hmm. It's like, um, you know, I'm like, if you ever want dopamine, just turn on your Stripe notifications. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. And it's not good for you. But in a way, I guess. But um, yeah, chasing that high, try not to chase that high, will build your life the way you want it. Chasing that high will generally make a lot of chaos and make you say yes to a lot of things you don't actually want to say yes to. Because like entrepreneurship is just like, if you let it, if you let the brain chemicals go, you're going to say a bunch of say yes to a bunch of shit that your ego wants. You're going to be like, yeah, I'm a fucking boss. Like, I, yeah, like all this stuff. And in reality, it's like, do you actually want that? Yeah. For and, me, and it took so many times yeah. of getting humbled, honestly, right? Saying yes to a bunch of it's, shit. It's, and it's, then like, so, going, you yeah. don't need that. You're an idiot for saying yes to that. That's a waste of time. And you can either take that real life feedback and make a shift going forward, or you can just keep running on that hamster wheel, pretending like you're an entrepreneur when it, you're not. And it comes in different places. Like I'll give you a real life example that I'm living through right today. So, you know, we're doing this home renovation and I, it's really a build and it's $6 million in cash to do this, to do this. Like there's no mortgage um, for this type of thing. Cause people are like, what are you doing in the Midwest? I'm like building a compound is what I'm doing for my $6 million. And I'm really glad I did it. But I realized the root reason why I did it at the beginning. And I probably would have done it differently if it was coming from a place of, 
yeah, maybe I don't want to put that stress on me right now while I'm having the first year or two of having a kid. Mm-hmm. And so it comes to you different places that you don't really notice it because in reality, it was like, yeah, like I, you know, no problem. I'll six six million million into this home. Like I can do that. But on the other side, I'm like, probably should have done it like two, you know, and maybe like, you know, went and traveled for a year and they did the other, you know, four million, you know, mm-hmm. that we wanted to do it. You know, maybe I didn't need that exact wood from Japan uh, or, you know, whatever. Right, right. Um, And, and, and so um, it does, and like, it, it pokes his head up all the, like, even when you think you're like, good, you're like, no, it came again, it came Mm -hmm. again. Or like, you know, I'm looking at, you know, I have a McLaren and, and, you know, it's, it's part of me wants this one that's about a million, like about a million bucks. And I don't need a million dollar car. Like the, the, the car is no di- real different. Like it's yeah. like 0.3 seconds of difference. It's still, there's no actual difference, right? And I'm also not this person that goes out with, you know, taking pictures of it. I just love the drive of it. Like yeah. I, I really love it. And I'm like, I'm like, what does the, what does, you know, what does a million dollar car add? It's a little bit more stress. That's it. Yeah. But like, it doesn't actually add anymore. The happiness quote, quote, or uh, um, a return on it, it's just not there. It's just like, oh, I'm like a big shot because I got a million dollar car. When in reality, it's like, no, now I just have a million dollar depreciating asset that is like, I'm now scared of driving because it's a million dollars. Yep. So what we know, and so, yeah, go ahead. No, you good. I was just going to say, what would you say, looking back on this journey for yourself, the people that are in kind of the... I look at it in a couple different phases, right? Of like, let's just call the bucket of learning how to make money the bucket of now, once you've learned how to make some money, like how do you scale it and build something through leverage? And then, and then how do you kind of protect and grow it or diversify it? You know, let's say outside of your business or so what would you say are the highest ROI skill sets, either that from your own experience or other entrepreneurs and so many business owners that have had massive success working with you, what would you say in kind of those different buckets would be the highest ROI skill sets those individuals could focus sharpening their axe on? Well, the person that doesn't have like a real business, they just want to make some money. You just need to like figure out a skill and go and talk to people and sell it to them and cut out all the other garbage. No marketing funnels, no paid ads, no courses, like just stop doing all the dumb shit. You don't need a website. Uh, Stop doing all that dumb shit and go to someone and be like, do you, what, what's your problem with this? Oh, you got a problem with this? Tell you what, I'll solve it for you for 10 grand. Yet, yeah, you know, that's not valuable. Why is it not valuable to you? Would you say, would you say yes for five grand? Yep. Awesome. All right, sweet. Can I, can I get that money from you right now? That's the, that's really it. Okay. Yep. For, for Stop trying to have a business. It's <laughs> basically my, yes. my like hustle your way to the first hundred K. Yes. Um, a year. Um, you, you don't need anything else. Everything else is just you being frozen because your nervous system doesn't know how to deal with what's going in front of you. Um, so then the second thing, like to get to your first million, two million, really it's just marketing and sales. Um, as long as you have marketing and sales, you're pretty, you know, like, like generally speak, like good marketing and sales will not solve. If you, if you can do something, okay. So meaning if you, as long as you can fulfill on it, your first million to your first like hundred grand a month, pretty, if you're online, pretty much based on how good you're at marketing and sales. And marketing and sales is mostly, if you're talking about a personal brand, is you being as authentic as you possibly can be. And and, and that's you're going to be afraid of that because most of the time we spend most of our life not being authentic. So like you just being like, yeah, that's, that's fucking dumb. Or like, you know, yeah, this is what I believe or, you know, whatever it might be. And then... And then just, you know, the mindset of like the risk of, oh, you know, I got this hundred grand or I got this 50 grand, you know, I'm afraid to invest it in Facebook ads or I'm afraid to invest in this and just be like, you know what, once you learn how to use the money printer, you can use it again. You know, you can't get back your time, but you can get back your money. Yep. Um, so I think that that's, a, you know, for the second thing. And then, you know, once you start actually just on a side note of that, once you start scaling up, once you go two, three million a year, then it is, okay, now we need systems. Now we need, you know, the the, the, the going to one or two million, very intense. It's very intense. It's very, um, it's a lot on your nervous system. It's a lot on your subconscious. 
the mindset element behind it is very important because um, that's what will break. You know, yeah, like and maybe the, talk about your that mindset will because that's where most yeah. people really never cross that threshold, right? Of really getting across that seven figure threshold. Yeah, well, I mean, like it's like okay, if if I don't spend money on ads, why don't I spend money on ads? Like if if somebody comes to me and they're like you know, I'm at 50K a month or, you know, 30K a month. I'm like, okay, why aren't you spend like, why aren't you spending money on ads or marketing, or whatever? And they give me some bullshit reason. I'm like, okay, what are you scared of? All right. And so generally is they're scared of their partner leaving them. Generally they're scared because they're, they think rich people are bad. They, they think what their mom's going to care about because they've got a weird dynamic going on with their mom or dad. Uh, like generally speaking, there's something that they are afraid of that's yeah. stopping them from actually scaling. It's not the actual strategy. Right. Um, and so then that intensifies the more money that they, you know, the more money that they make. And so then you have, you know, they have opportunities and they ghost on the opportunities or they're, you know, they're, they're in the conservative, they're like, oh my God, this is the most amount of money. Oh, but this money's going to disappear. And it's like, well, yeah, if you just keep it, it will disappear actually inflation alone, you know, give it seven years and your money's going to be worth nothing. Um, so, so, so you, you got, yeah, you got a lot of mindset shit to kind of go through and, and then you, you just like you know, you got a lot of broke people mindset that kind of starts that that's actually not like when you make five grand a month, you should have a broke person mindset in a way. Like you should be thinking about how much money you're spending on this or this or this or whatever. But you know, like the person that's going to spend two hours on the phone, they're dispute a $40 charge and they're making 50 grand a month. I'm like what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm like, <laughs> let it go. You know what I mean? Let it fuck go. And so, um, and so, yeah, you got a lot of like mindset upgrades of like looking at money differently or looking at your time differently or, you know, valuing your time. You know, people are people making, you know, 50 grand a month and they're like, they're like, what should I outsource? I'm like, do you have a chef? And they're like, no, I'm like, you're a fucking idiot. Um, you know, like you need to hire a chef like yesterday because you're losing all your time. Do you have a house manager? No, you know, what? don't I need a virtual assistant? I'm like, your virtual assistant and your operations people can wait. You need somebody to manage your house, make your relationship with your partner better, and um, and and have a chef. And then we can talk about. Well, then we can talk about everything else. And oh, by the way, when's, when's the last time you had a vacation? Oh, I, I don't know. Go on a fucking vacation. Mm-hmm. And and so and then we can get into what we need to do in the business. But we got to get your life right first. And so you got a lot of mindset stuff that that stops. You know. Um, people there a lot of abundance and scarcity things um that 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 stuff and, and it just like like a lot of self-love shit that comes up a lot of self-trust like oh well you know if i go from 50k to 50k a month to 250k a month i'm gonna have to work five times harder i'm like well, what if you actually get to work half as much because you have money to take care of it now yeah right so you get a lot of those things and then and then once you get to a point where um, I'd say probably like you can take about a million dollars or more out of the business in profit. You got a couple of extremes there because on one extreme, you, you get somebody that like will just spend their money on dumb shit, um, which generally will end with a tax bill. Like yep. tax bills are great at stopping people yes, from I, spending uh, money on dumb shit because um, they're like, I spent half a million dollars on taxes. I, what the fuck is going on? And I'm like, well, you know, what did you buy? And they're like, well, Lamborghini. I'm like, well, you can't, you know, you can't write that one off. Yep. You should have got a Rolls Royce and you wouldn't have had that problem. Um, and, and so, and so, yeah, so th- there, there's like, there's, there's that phase and that's a phase. And I think that everyone kind of has to go in that phase because well, you have, you, you have to you, pass you, that threshold in order to get to the next you one, do. right? You, you do, you do, you got it. You got to like enjoy, you got to be like, I want to buy the dumb shit that uh-huh. I don't, I shouldn't buy, but I'm going to yeah. buy, right? You either learn from somebody and, else's mistakes or you get humbled yourself and learn through your own mistakes. <laughs> correct, correct. And, and so, um, and so I think that that's a phase and I think that's an important phase and, you know, the sooner you can get through it, the better. Thankfully, yeah. you got, you got a money, hopefully by now you got a piggy, ba- you know, a, a money machine, you got a cash cow that can, you know, survive that type of thing. Um, and so, and then I think I, I, in, in reality, when, when someone comes to me and I'll, I end up mentoring people on money a lot these days, just because there's not that many people that actually, that are rich that actually do it. Yep. Um, you know, most people that are money advisors make like 200 grand a year. And I'm like, yeah. ah, I don't know if I should take my advice from him. And, and so the way I look at it is this, which is first, if you have money coming out, Take and this is against what most people say, but take without going crazy. Take care of your lifestyle. Like get the car you want because 
two grand a month for your fucking dream car, it's not going to fucking matter at the end of the day. Like if you're making, if we're talking about, yeah, you're yeah, if you're making good money, a year, yeah. your, your, your cars, like my, my McLaren, never good. I don't even think about it. my mortgage. I'm never going to think about it. Spending $6 million on a house in cash. Definitely think about it. But yeah, but that, that's a different, that's a different base. So first is me. So then I'm like, okay, where in my business could I take the profit and put it back to make a bigger business without changing how much time that business is? And every business has a threshold where there's no more money that I can put in. Any more money, I'm just basically complicating it and making it shitty for me. So there's always a threshold in every business where no more, more capital will not actually increase the growth in an aligned way. Yep. So then I think, okay, what else in my industry can I put money into that my skills and my knowledge can actually impact it? Now that's where mo- that's where majority of my money is, um, because everything I'm in is is in either media, um, vertically integrated uh, education, your- or everything that I'm invested in for the most part. Unless I'm what I say interest investing, like we talked about before, yep. wine, farmland. That's those are like tiny little pieces that I'm just like, am I interested in this? Do I yeah. want to be in farmland? Do I want to be in wine investing? And and so 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 that is I can take my capital. And I can take my time and now I can create cash flow with that that isn't directly related to my cash cow. While I'm still keeping my cash cow safe and I'm growing the cash cow and I'm putting money into it. And then after that, then we get into um, you know, what I would say is interest investing. And then after that, again, on your based on your age, if you're a little older, this might be different, but me in my early 30s, at that point, then I would be looking at. I would consider much more safer investments like real estate, like stocks, yeah. like ETFs, like those types of things. Now that's different than what most people are going to tell you, um, which is fine. Like I agree with a lot of people based upon the amount of money, but like for me in my life, I'm not going to, for right now, my plan would be to make a bunch of money in the next 10 years, then put it in the real estate. Yeah. Not put it in the real estate when I don't know shit about real estate. And I do know a lot about making money online. Yep. yep. And why not have 10 to 40% of a hundred businesses that are all paying me dividends each quarter that I can actually impact them. Yeah. So yeah. that's my, that's my, like, that's my philosophy. I love it. Well, I love hearing that's how it's got a it. different philosophy based on one, what their, their investment kind of theory is and, and philosophy is as well as just what are you trying to solve for and when you're trying to get there. And obviously exactly. there's a different, there's a perfect plan and path for everybody to get to where they want to go. Everybody. Right. Absolutely. It's just because I talked, I talked to, I, it is. And I talked to like real estate people and they're like, you know, I'm like, man, I'm so happy that you're like, you're into that. Because yeah. like, I just can't, I can't get excited about it. And then people are like, man, you really want to be part of that many businesses? I'm like, hell yeah. That's like super exciting. I wake up every day and there's all these problems I get to solve. Yeah. And I like get to be like, uh, but I don't actually have to solve the problem. I just got to solve the idea. Yes. Sign me up, please. I love it. Well, and I know yeah. your your book is going to add yeah. a ton more context and value around some of the discussion we had today. And that's launching here pretty soon. You've got all kinds of insanely valuable and free, might I add, content all over the internet. Obviously, you've got your paid courses, one-on-one time, all that kind of stuff. So where is the best place for one, people to find more info on the book coming out and two, all of the stuff within your world and your ecosystem? Yeah, I would just go to scottoldford.com and then everything will be kind of there. And the book that's coming out is called Million in the Red. Um, it's all the lessons I've learned from being a million dollars in debt to being a deck millionaire in less than 10 years. Um, and so it, it's really, there's also the strategy and there's tactics in there. Uh, but the book is very based on the mindset of being able to transfer from that kind of debt, scarcity mindset to more abundance mindset, um, written particularly just for entrepreneurs. If you're not an entrepreneur, I wouldn't read the book. I love it. Um, so it's 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 no no uh, Dave Ramsey stuff in the book. It's very uh, it's very. I expect you to be expen- exponential at wealth creation. Well, we will be sure to link all that up on Scott's episode at millionairemindcast.com. Be sure to check that out. You guys can check out all the links. Go get the book. Go to the website. Um, Scott, I just want to acknowledge you, brother. Like I think you're a a, a perfect 
example of what I resonate with in terms of influencers and personal brands, because you are yourself, you're authentic, you show the good, the bad, the ugly, you talk about it all. Um, But most importantly, you've got a track record and breadcrumbs behind you on your path to success that you've just allowed people to continue to follow that path. And it is proven and it works. So, um, you know, if there was somebody that I would say, I, I look at as an authority in online advertising, you're top of the top. Um, I'd be curious on who your Thanks. tops are and who you run with and who you like to pay attention to. But with that being said, I just want to thank you for coming on the show, sharing a little bit about your thoughts, your insights around, you know, building a successful mindset to build a successful business in life. And I know we didn't even really talk about strategy and tactics, which more people can get, you know, access to that if they engage with you uh, yep. off the show. But that being said, brother, thank you for coming on today. Absolutely. Glad to be here. I'm glad to connect and uh, talk about money mindset and all this wonderful life stuff. Thank you. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. And if you did, all I ask is that you take two minutes and leave a review in iTunes, where by doing so, you're also going to get entered in to win a $100 gift card. Don't forget to share this episode out with somebody else that may need to hear it or may get some value from what was talked about in today's interview. And for those of you who are really looking to accelerate your wealth building journey, you want to unlock more financial freedom, you want to get more time back, or maybe you just want to level up your life, your business, your finances, be sure to head over to MillionaireMindcast.com and check out all the amazing products and resources that we have for our Millionaire Mindcast family, whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, mastermind events, downloads and checklists, the Rich Life Planner for those of you looking to take your goal setting and productivity to the next level. We've got all kinds of great, valuable tools. So be sure to check those out at MillionaireMindcast.com. And last but not least, if you're not on my weekly text letter and you want to be the first to know of exclusive updates and offers in addition to behind the scenes access to a lot of the stuff that I'm doing that I'm investing in, be sure to join by texting the word notes to 844-447-1555. With that being said, thanks for listening today. Until next time, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends.